Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Metro Minute podcast. My name is Mike Van Camp, Associate Executive Director at the Metro Bureau. It is my pleasure today to welcome Mark Pelizuski, Director of the Consulting Group at Recon Management, as our guest as we talk about planning for school safety and security. This is part one of a two-part series that will be uh, as we examine school safety and security. And Mark, um, 30 years in the business, experience uh, security consulting, compliance, investigations. Uh, Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So maybe give us a bit more um, of your experience, your day-to-day work as you service uh, public school systems throughout the state of Michigan. Yeah, Mike, thank you. So um, uh, Recon Management Group has been around for, for 29, almost 30 years. Uh, I've been with the, uh, with the company since 2009, uh, and um, obviously our firm, Recon Management Group, is, is heavily involved with uh, school security consulting. We, we consult uh, businesses and other uh, uh, groups, but, uh, but uh, primarily schools. Uh, and again, I've been doing that personally since uh, 2009 with uh, with Freecon Management Group. Nice. So, all of this work you've done, and uh, I know that there's been so much light shed on school safety and security for obvious reasons lately. What are some of your biggest concerns as you assess the security of schools, particularly in recent months? Well, particularly in recent months, uh, Mike, uh, uh, unfortunately, with what happened in Uvalde, uh, perimeter security has always been at the top of our list, but I think what happened in Uvalde certainly highlighted that with the the perpetrator in the Uvalde incident having reportedly entered through a, a propped open perimeter door. Uh, and so, so that is our primary concern when it comes to school security. That's your that's your first line of defense against something uh, like that happening, and and unfortunately, you know, since 9/11, we've we've sort of come to uh, to learn to live with certain levels of security and restrictions in terms of entering places like airports and ballparks, parks, et cetera, uh, and and have limited our access to those places. You know, schools have traditionally been very open spaces, and and I don't, you know, mean that in a negative way. It, it's just the, the the nature of, of of schools. Uh, but that has been a hard uh, thing to change with schools in terms of that that openness and that philosophy of being open. Um, you know, schools have been uh, attempting to do that to to harden their perimeter security and. And uh, but certainly it's 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 not um, going far enough. We think, um, you know, there needs to be policies and and and, and protocols, which there are, uh, but also consequences for violating those policies, such as what's reported in Uvalde in terms of someone having propped that door open allegedly. Um, so so beyond having those policies and beyond uh, having consequences in place for people who violate that perimeter security, prop doors open, for example. Um, y- you need to do things like incorporate the camera systems uh, in order to be able to monitor those doors and not only incorporate the camera systems, but uh, have those work together with the alarm system such that you can immediately detect when a door is propped open and immediately determine 
whether or not it's something that has to be addressed by a lockdown or, or whether it's something uh, uh, innocuous that doesn't require a lockdown. So um, use of that type of technology, which schools already have, it just needs to be used, utilized differently and incorporated into uh, a system of being able to monitor the perimeter of the, the school. And also regularly checking the perimeter doors. Uh, that's another thing we find in schools. You know, there will be doors that, because of the climate we have in Michigan, uh, they're they're not operating properly at times and won't latch closed on their own, which they which they need to do. So, there needs to be a schedule of regular uh, checks on these doors to make sure that again they're closing on their own and they're latching properly, such that they're they're secure. So, um, uh, hopefully that answers your question, Mike. That's our primary primary concern is making sure that those who shouldn't be in schools aren't. So going back to the classroom doors, um, it seems like when these tragic incidents take place, we hear how locked doors or unlocked doors made a difference either for better or for worse. Can you speak to the effectiveness of making sure that the doors are locked Yes. So, um, you know, it, the uh, after Sandy Hook, a commission was formed um, that, that you all may be aware of that came to certain conclusions. And, and one of the things that came out of that Sandy Hook commission report is that no one has ever been killed in a locked classroom. Uh, and so in, in our view, as, as school security consultants, that is the safest place you can be uh, in a, in a, in a, for instance, an armed intruder scenario. Uh, again, those statistics show us that no one has been harmed in those. Now, the problem is, is, is the speed at which those doors are able to be secured. Um, a lot of the schools are old and have locking uh, mechanisms that require a key or, 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 or reach around to the outside, which uh, takes a lot of time. Uh, using the Uvalde incident as an example, it took that person 24 seconds from the time he entered the school to the time he got to the classroom. And so again, time is, is of the essence. You know, there's no need for, you know, a Fort Knox. There's a lot of products and hardware and things like that. Um, we don't believe there's any need to have a Fort Knox or, or this in, impenetrable door. Uh, rather, it needs to be something that when someone checks it to see if they can get in, it's locked and they can't. Okay. Again, statistics have shown us that um, these armed intruders don't spend time trying to get into locked doors because they don't. They know they don't have that time. They know they only have a few minutes before law enforcement arrives. So again, you know, they have pin locking systems uh, that we believe are very effective and are reasonably priced, and they offer the ability to quickly um, uh, secure those doors. Now, you know, the, you know the, the best scenario would be to have uh, the new locking hardware uh, for classroom doors, but obviously that can be certainly cost prohibitive uh, in, in many cases. So, um, again, to summarize, the classroom in a locked classroom is the safest place to be, and the objective needs to be to quickly secure that room, and um, and that's where you uh, where you are the, the the best. 
in terms of safety. So, Mark, you've mentioned various bits of technology, okay? And, and school districts now are receiving grants and in, in various, uh, I guess, budget enhancements in order to spend on school security. What do you think their priority should be? I mean, is it too obvious for me to just go with classroom door technology, or are there other things you think would be good priorities? You know, with technology, like you mentioned, there's certainly a lot of things out there, and some of them are, quite frankly, opportunistic, you know, on the part of some companies that 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 manufacture certain technologies. Uh, you know, there's there's anything from weapons technology, weapons identification, or weapons detection technology, um, um, to to you know metal detectors and, and things of that nature. You know, in our view, you know, if if you're if you're finding out there's a weapon in your your building, you already have some serious trouble on your hands. Right. Um, and and so you know that. Uh, you know, more important, and this is not something that we that we have expertise in, but certainly it's important for schools to understand how to conduct risk assessments and, and identify troubling behavior that may be a precursor from someone bringing a weapon into the school. Uh, and and also, as I mentioned before, you know, as far as technology goes, uh, cameras have become very very affordable but are sometimes um, not utilized properly in our view. Uh, you know, these cameras should be more concentrated on monitoring the perimeter of the school. Again, monitoring these doors, these uh, points of egress, uh, and also the exterior. And, and the other thing, Mike, that cameras do for you uh, is it provides a, an impression of control. You know, most of the people who are inclined to, to do something bad like that uh, can be deterred by seeing that they may not be able to succeed in what they want to do. So obvious cameras in the parking lot, uh, obvious cameras throughout the school will provide that impression of control and, and hopefully dissuade many from, from trying to, to, to do something bad. Um, certainly the other thing in terms of, uh, you know, cameras uh, and the alarm systems is a school-wide community, or excuse me, communication and alert system. Uh, and again, the, the point of that is to speed lockdowns, to, to be able to communicate to everyone on the school property that there's an emergency and in, in, in what needs to be done. Do, do you have an example? In, of, I'm sorry, Mark. Do you have an example of that, like uh, um, how you utilize the PA or an alarm system that sounds or a link to 911? I mean, what are you... What's a communication system mean? The, 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 you know, they do. Have, they there. There are all kinds of technologies, Mike. There are there are a, a, a technologies out there that people can wear. Teachers can wear where they press a button, and then it, there's immediate notification that can be pre-determined what that notification goes to, whether it's a school security officer or or the police department or or, or other things. But but really, you know, beyond something like that. Most schools have a, a, a PA system, and and w what people need to understand is, is, you know, don't do something like create a confusing code language. You know, if, if, it's, a, if it's, a, it's a lockdown or an armed intruder, you use simple language uh, to communicate that, so that way everyone understands immediately um, what is happening and what they need to do. And that brings up our, my third point, which is, which is training. Um, you know, 
all the technology and all the plans in the world aren't going to help unless everyone understands what they need to do. Uh, and so it's important that, that, that everyone, not just the security team uh, or the, or the uh, school security officers, understand, but, but everyone, students, staff, and the security team understands what their individual roles are in, in various um, emergency scenarios. And, and that's something perhaps, Mike, that, that is, is lacking a little bit. You know, we find uh, 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 quite frequently that, you know, training manuals are on the shelf, and, and, and when we see them, they have an inch of dust on them. And, and sometimes we converse with, with uh, staff uh, throughout the schools and, and find that they're, they're not as familiar with the emergency programs uh, that the school has in place. So, so again, that's, that's a critical component is, is to not just have the technology, but to have the training such that you're, you're taking advantage of that technology. Well, Mark, you've thrown out a lot of ideas uh, and, and highlighted some of your concerns and the technologies out there. And I'm going to use a little bit of time to put in a plug. We do have a seminar coming up September 28th. Uh, Mark, um, our guest today, will be one of the featured speakers at the seminar, along with the legal team from Collins Blaha, Gary Collins, Bill Blaha, and Julia Melkich. And they're going to be speaking on uh, school security and safety planning, both from like a physical security perspective, uh, training perspective, planning, and legal. So that's September 28th. That will be out at Schoolcraft College in Livonia. Information is available on the Metro Bureau website at www.metrobureau.org. So get signed up. It's an important topic, and the experts are available. So, Mark, thank you so much uh, for sharing your knowledge, your expertise. Any last words to the listeners as we close out this episode? Yeah, Mike, thanks again for, for having me. And, and what I would say, Mike, is, is to school uh, administrators and, 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 and people involved in school security is, is don't be paralyzed by this desire to prevent everything from happening. I, th- I think that happens quite often these days where it's just, you know, educators are involved in, in obviously a very, very important profession in terms of educating children, and then they have this now um, uh, need to, to secure their facilities and, and sometimes just become overwhelmed with just trying to prevent everything from happening. And, and what we always like to tell our clients uh, uh, is you, you can't prevent everything from happening, but, but you can be reasonably prepared when it does. So, so that's what I would uh, leave you with. Well, thank you for that. And, and thanks again for, for being here with us. And for those listening, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to sign up for the upcoming seminar on September 28th on Planning for School Safety and Security, featuring Mark Palazuski from Recon Management, Gary Collins, Bill Blaha, and Julia Melkich from Collins and Blaha. Go to www.metrobureau.org. Get signed up. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.